Hi, everyone, and welcome to Behind the Numbers. My name is Dave Bookbinder, and I'm the author of the new ROI series. Today, we're going to be talking with Tanya Eberhardt, who is the founder and CEO of Brandface. We're going to be talking uh, a great deal about building your personal brand. Tanya, welcome to Behind the Numbers. Thank you, Dave. I'm so happy to be here. It's a pleasure. So when we think about building a personal brand, Tanya, before we get into um, the, the whole deep dive here, I thought it might make sense to kind of delineate between what is considered marketing versus branding. Okay, yeah. So a very simplified version of that, because those are the easiest to understand, right, uh, is marketing is using various different vehicles or platforms to get a message and image out to the world. But your brand is that message and image that you're putting on or into those marketing platforms. So that's why it's so critical to kind of dial that in before you begin marketing. Yeah, and when we think about personal brand and, and mar even marketing, it's, it's more than a logo, right? Talk about what are some of the components of, of building a personal brand. Sure. So a, a personal brand to me is like an entire ecosystem. So it's not just one thing. And we, uh, we say all the time, you know, a, a personal brand is a lot more than a logo, photo, and a tagline. Those things are great, and those are certainly branding elements, but a brand is made up of, to begin with, a story, right? When it comes to personal branding, for sure, which is what we do. And personal branding is painting the story of that person who is the face of their business. And it begins with why did they start that business in the first place, right? So um, the five major questions that we ask before we start to build the brand are, number one, exactly who do you serve? Two, how do you serve them? Three, what qualifies you to serve them? Four, how does it make their life better? And five, what makes you different from everyone else who's also trying to serve that same customer? So that's kind of the foundation of it, Dave. We start there, and then there are lots of other elements, um, branding elements that kind of, that you put out there in the world to portray that message and image. Yeah, and look, at the end of the day, we all have a personal brand, whether we think we do or we don't. So why not be intentional about it, right? Absolutely. In fact, you know, that's kind of a pet peeve of mine sometimes. When I hear people say, oh, your customer is going to decide what your brand is. Just let them decide and you just fall into place, right? Well, at the end of the day, it is true that a customer decides whether or not they're going to do business with you. But you have the responsibility and opportunity to influence that, to influence how they perceive you based on what you put out there in the world. And that's intentional branding. Yeah. And Tanya, are you working with just business owners or are you working with other executives perhaps inside those businesses? Yeah, there we have worked with all of the above. I think anybody who really is concerned with or wants to make sure they're putting their best face out there, right? Because um, it doesn't really matter whether you are a Fortune 100 company. At the end of the day, you do business with a person on the other end almost every single time. So whatever your goals are, whether you're inside a company or whether you run a company, those goals can be helped along and certainly dictated by your brand. And, and it's important to build a brand no matter, you know, what your goals are. 
we do work mostly with entrepreneurs and business owners, certainly a lot of coaches and consultants, speakers, authors, podcasters, you know, in that in that arena. But we've worked with with every industry you can imagine. Yeah. And look, I, I, I talk to a lot of folks as a part of this show and, and just as part of what I do day to day. And there are a lot of folks that I speak to who are afraid, apprehensive uh, about putting themselves out there. Uh, are you working with folks that are of that mindset where maybe there's apprehension and they're kind of being dragged into this because they know that they should or think that they should? Or are you more focusing on the ones that have this idea that, hey, I want to be out there and I know I need to do it? Well, as you can imagine, there are all different personality types. And early on, we kind of classified those into three areas. So um, we look at different personalities as, you know, who is more willing or more able to be the face of their brand. Because it is true that a lot of people have trepidation about this. And I think the number one thing is they really don't know how they're going to be received when they start putting a certain message out there about themselves. So those three personality types we call game face, save face, and about face. And those game facers, they're the ones who don't mind this at all. Like they were born to do this. It's like, yes, I created this business. Um, I'm responsible for it. My name's on the door. Uh, I'm going to put myself out there and tell my story. And they understand the power behind that. And then the about face or the save face, let's go with that one next, is the next one kind of on the tier of personalities. They're the ones that really would like to do this and understand the power of it, but they are, they're the ones that are really concerned. How is this going to be perceived? And then how am I going to do this? There are a lot of questions um, in their minds, but they do understand it. And those are the ones that you have to coax along just a little bit, but they're much cooler about it once they get to that point. The third personality type is an about face. And really, they're just kind of people that um, have never thought of doing it this way before. They've never thought of putting their face and their story out there on behalf of their business. And once you explain it to them, it's like a light bulb goes on. It's like, oh, I get it. Cool. I'll do that. Right. But um, back to your original question, are there people who are hesitant to do this? Absolutely. And I think that's part of why we're here and certainly part of my own personal story that I really feel like um, everybody should have a brand that they are really proud of and bring out their inner star, if you will. Yeah, for sure. Tanya, what are some of the platforms that you might recommend folks use to start to articulate their personal brand? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of choices on social media. What would be your recommendation or how do you do that. Yeah. Okay. So I can answer both of those for you. The first one is it really depends on where your ideal customers are. And that's kind of the first thing that you look at when you build a brand, because a brand has to be able to attract a certain type of customer that you want. So once you figure out who those ideal customers are, then you look at how they're spending their time, where they're spending their time. So if you are looking for perhaps millennials, you know, you know you're probably going to want to go to Instagram and TikTok. Um, if you're looking for a little bit more mature clientele, you might want to go for Facebook. And, and if you're looking for more corporate or more professional, you might want to go toward LinkedIn. And that's just the social aspect of things. Uh, but again, it just really depends on that. We utilize 
all of them to a certain degree, and that's I do recommend using all of them to a certain degree, but we emphasize our growth on a couple of them. And that those two for us would mostly be Facebook and LinkedIn. Yep. Tanya, for anybody who's watching or listening that wants to learn more about you or Brandface or how they can work with you, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Yeah. Uh, Brandfacestar.com has everything you're going to need. Free training, a way to contact us, and a way to uh, actually listen to some video reviews as well. Excellent. In in talking about or thinking about somebody's personal brand, the word authenticity always comes to mind, right? You've got to be authentic in sharing your story. You've got to have an authentic brand. What does that mean, and how do you help someone actually articulate that? Yeah, it's a big word, right? Yeah. (laughs) So authenticity means a lot. And that basically means that what you're putting out there is actually who you are. And it's actually how you would behave every day. And it is your true story. You're not putting something out there that you don't live. Um, And I think we start there by making people feel comfortable with where they are and who they are. And a little bit, of course, of what we do is kind of counseling, right? (laughs) We we do quite a bit of that because people come to us in in a very vulnerable state a lot of times. And they want to know, do I tell the full story of this? Do I... For instance, uh, yesterday I was speaking with a gentleman that we are going to brand. He's a major podcasting coach in the industry, and he's he's really very well known. He's um, recognized at all of the podcast conventions, and he has a very um, unique and emotional story of um, he is a recovering alcoholic. And he does share that story occasionally from the stage because it brought him to the point of success of where he is now. His ability to overcome, his ability to break through those challenges despite some of the massive issues he's been through. And we talked about, you know, sharing that story, which he doesn't mind. You know, some people do. And and you don't have to share things that are super personal to you like that. But we do have some people who will do those kinds of things. And that is so authentic. And I have to tell you, um, if, if you're comfortable with sharing, you know, some of the things like that, if they're critical to where you are and what you're doing today, and if you're willing to share those kind of things, it is something that will really deeply connect you to people. It's amazing to watch. Yeah, for sure. I know exactly what you're talking about. The, those moments of vulnerability, it humanizes the person and it creates that, that connection that you're referring to for sure. Tanya, we've got to take a quick break here and run a few commercials. Don't go anywhere. You watching and listening, sit tight. We'll be right back on Behind the Numbers after this quick break. On the Chowdown Network. We can't wait to go. <laughs> Why are your mittens still on? She says. Please, God. That's weird. Okay. Dire food. It's much better than our ability to actually do a take on television. We got you covered. Help me. <laughs> Trust me. I can cook way better than I can act. Roll sound. Sound production take two. Hi, I'm Kelly Lyons, the host of the Gourmet Mama. Rosemary Chicken, 
made in 25 minutes. And we have this and many other recipes to feed your family wholesome, clean, delicious food that you can get done in 30 minutes or less. So whether you're making dinner at night or planning for a big dinner party at your house on the weekends, we got you covered. We have recipes on RVN Television and we will be featured on the Chowdown Network at rvntelevision.tv. Hey, welcome back to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder. We're talking about personal branding today with Tanya Eberhardt, who is the founder and CEO of Brandface. Tanya, you're also the author of a book called Brandface, Be the Face of Your Business and a Star in Your Industry. Tell us a little bit about the book. What inspired you to write it? What can readers get from it? And where can they find it? Okay. Yeah, so um, I was inspired to write it by a couple, actually a couple of different things. Um, Early on in my childhood, I was, we, we talked before the break about uh, one of our clients being uh, recovering an alcoholic. And when I was a, a child, I actually grew up uh, amidst a lot of alcoholism and addiction in my family. And I remember recalling when I, when I was that age, you know, all questioning that a lot. Why do people make those decisions? And why don't they just stop? And all of those kind of things, right? And then as I grew older and I started a career, I remember thinking, well, that sometimes the only difference between a young person waiting on the next drug deal and a young person with a bright future going off to college is really self-worth. They need to figure out why they're special and what they have to offer the, the world. And everybody has something special to offer. And so that really stuck with me throughout the early part of my career and, you know, onward as I worked with people in the personal branding aspect to kind of, we call it unveiling their inner star. Um, and in 2012, um, I was at a point where I had a small uh, integrated marketing agency, and that agency had just spread too wide, right? We were just doing too many things for too, diff too, too many different people, and I realized at that point that it was time to really focus, which is another thing we teach our clients to do, super focus on what you want to do. So I realized then why personal branding was so very important to me. It was not only professional, it was personal. And that's why the idea of the book came to me, that I wanted to help everybody unveil that inner star. Great story. Where can everyone watching and listening find a copy? Yeah, brandfacestar.com. Um, you can, it, there's a, a books uh, tab on the website, and of course it's on Amazon as well. Excellent. Definitely check that out. Uh, Tanya, in the first segment, you alluded to personal branding as being an ecosystem. I want to just explore that a little more deeply. What did you mean? Yeah. So, so if we say at the base level of things that a brand is how someone feels about you and your business, right? It's this branding has been defined that way for many, many years. And I don't disagree with that at all. Um, but it takes a lot of things in that ecosystem to get to that perception, to get to put that image and message out there. And so when it comes to an ecosystem, we kind of start with, you know, who are those ideal customers, really honing in on that. What um, points of differentiation do you have, right? Because every human being doesn't just have one point of differentiation, they have multiple points. And so we filter through those and figure out, okay, which of these 
are going to be significant to your ideal customer and help you to attract that ideal customer. So it's kind of like that beautiful formula of those two things and how you position yourself in a, in a specific space. It's what do you, what's unique about you, what are your ideal customers seeking? And then out of that comes the positioning part. And then the rest of the ecosystem is, okay, what tools or elements do we need to get that message and image out there? Things like your logo, um, an elevator pitch, your biography, uh, your, you know, some background images that really resonate with what you stand for and your ideal customers and their needs, your brand colors, uh, your photos, and making sure that those align with the image and message that you want to portray. You know, a lot of times when people think, okay, it's time to rebrand, I'm going to redo my personal brand. The very first thing they do is hire a, a graphic design company to do a logo. And I'm thinking, why are you starting there, right? Or they just go immediately and get a photo shoot. Well, I ask them, I always ask them, what kind of logo are you looking to create? You know, what are the aspects of that logo that need to attract the person you're trying to attract? And what kind of photos are you taking? Are there any props? What are you wearing? What are the poses? You know, what image are you trying to get across in your own personal uh, photograph that will help attract people too. So it really is a huge web of things. And then when you get into the display part of it, you've got social media, you've got printed materials, you've got websites, you know, all of those ways. And, and we call those your everyday marketing platforms, all of those ways to get your message and image out there. So it becomes this huge web that we call an ecosystem. Yeah, and there's got to be consistency across those different platforms. You know, some time ago, I worked with a, a coach to help me in figuring out personal branding. And one of the things he shared with me was, like, for example, my LinkedIn profile. That's something that somebody's going to either go to before or after they meet with me. And when, they, when that person views that profile, it should be consistent with the image and the story that they get from me when they meet me. Talk about consistency across platforms. Sure. And, and think about this. If you're looking at doing business with somebody and you go to their LinkedIn page and it's not really up to date and it doesn't really reflect maybe what you've learned about them in a meeting with them, if you've already met with them, or it doesn't reflect what you want to portray, um, and then you go to YouTube and you see something a little bit different and they don't really align. And then you go to Facebook or Instagram or TikTok and, or their website. And there's no alignment here. There's no consistency there. There's a disconnect. There's something that just instinctually says to you, eh, I don't know if this is right. But if you see consistent message and image all the way across the board, that is an instant portrayal of professionalism, first of all. And second of all, it lets people know that you're not wavering. I'm this here and here and here and here. What you see is what you get. That's what it's about in authenticity. Tanya, we're coming down to the, uh, the final uh, couple of minutes here, maybe about two minutes to go, but I want to sneak in one last thing uh, and give you essentially the last word here for the audience in terms of any advice you might have for them or any myths that you want to dispel regarding personal branding. 
Well, the first myth uh, that I want to dispel is obviously that marketing and branding are the same thing. Um, you need to have that brand dialed in before you begin marketing because what happens is you end up wasting a lot of time, effort, and money if you don't have that dialed in first. And the other thing would be just more inspirational than anything. Everyone really deserves to put the best that they have out there, and everybody has something truly unique to offer. So take the time, spend the time yourself to really look deeply into that and figure out how you want to present yourself to the world. Because you can you can instantly see a before and after of a lot of people and realize, wow, this is insane good, right? This is so much more concise and dialed in once they get their brand pulled together. And, um, and then the other thing is, I don't think a lot of people realize the business, the, the financial impact that not having your brand um, pulled together correctly uh, can have on your business. A lot of people have multiple projects, programs, offers, revenue streams, et cetera, that, that would be much more profitable and could be maximized if that brand was really pulled together tightly. Yeah, I, I so wish I had more time here with you this morning, Tanya. Unfortunately, we are done. We're out of time. I want to thank you so much for joining us, though. Hopefully, maybe you'll come back again and share some additional thoughts with us. I would love to, and thank you so much for having me, Dave. It's been a pleasure. And we've been talking personal branding today with Tanya Eberhardt from Brandface. And uh, my name is Dave Bookbinder, and I'm the one that my clients turn to when they want to know what their most important assets are worth. Feel free to hit me up. You'll find me on LinkedIn. And uh, that's all we have for today, folks. I want to thank you all for watching and listening. We can't do it without you. Take care, stay well, and we'll see you next time on Behind the Numbers.